up, up, up. Hello. Getting a bounce back in my ear. What's going on here? Is that better? Hey, guys. Yeah, you sound great. I'm getting a mixed minus. You know what that is? A mixed minus? Yeah, so when I speak, I can hear myself repeating over and over again. Or an echo. Uh, echo, yeah. I'm annoying enough the first time. I don't need to have <laughs> myself kind of fly back into my own ear. That, that happens sometimes. That has happened occasionally to me. Yeah. They can fix that. Brady right. can fix it. Guys, fix it, or we'll take a commercial break. What are you going to do? Yeah? I'll get you here in yeah. just a second, John. Just let Sherry talk for about 20 seconds, and I'll get you All back right. right as rain. Sherry, why don't you talk for a little while? Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with our friend Tucker Carlson. Uh, it was not a well-received uh, thing that Tucker Carlson was doing over the last couple of days. He was showing the January 6th footage uh, that, had never been, that had never been seen before, and um he has gotten a lot of pushback from that. Everybody from Chuck Schumer to some GOP senators to the Capitol Police chief yeah. have con- they've, they've condemned him and said this. Every, was a everybody's thing. upset with him, right? Yeah. So everybody. of the forty thousand of the forty thousand hours of the cameras that he's had, all his producers look at the stuff. Basically, what Carlson is doing, he, Tucker's trying to show you this is all the stuff that you didn't see. The January 6th committee was um, just a whitewash of Trump. Had not It was completely partisan. They didn't have anybody else on there. So that was all staged. And he's basically saying, look, here's the thing. Here's the things they didn't show you. Which is true. But he's also at the same time, he's also saying, you know what? Maybe these people were just in there walking around. It really wasn't a riot. You know, they were portrayed as uh, insurrectionists when really it's not. He is, I think, the best thing that he's doing. The reason people are so upset is because what he's saying is, here's video that you didn't see. This They cut it off at this point in order to be able to make their case, that being the January 6th committee. And if you had watched the whole tape, you get more of the story so he's showing more of the story but man are people mad right it is amazing really mad mad at him and the media is so mad at him and the question is well why didn't the media they could have asked for the tape it it's public they can get the stuff there are some senators and congressmen that didn't want any of the stuff to go public why not it's our cameras it's our stuff we should be able to see it it's our government The media could have looked into it, but they didn't. So he's looking at it. He's making a real heyday, getting a lot of ratings out of the whole thing. And he just people are just the crowd was enormous. A small percentage of them were hooligans. They committed vandalism. You've seen their pictures again and again. But the overwhelming majority weren't. They were peaceful. They were orderly and meek. These were not insurrectionists. They were sightseers. Footage from inside the Capitol overturns the story you've heard about January 6th. Protesters queue up in neat little lines. They give each other tours outside the Speaker's office. They take cheerful selfies and they smile. They're not destroying the Capitol. They obviously revere the Capitol. Yeah, see, I think... I think How I they revere know, it, but... Yeah, I don't, I don't think that the... Uh, the 
outrage at Tucker Carlson has to do with the footage being shown. I think it has to do with the narrative that he's providing about the footage. He is suggesting somehow that it was... Um, on balance, where there was just just there were just as many people being peaceful and lovely as there were being riotous and uh, creating the the problem. What he's saying doesn't mitigate what happened that day. I mean, what happened no. that day was was you know bad. It was really bad. So him trying to you know reevaluate this or or paint it in a different in a different light is what the problem is. Um, I, I think everybody has a right to know what happened. I thought the most interesting part, or one of the most interesting parts, was when you saw, and I can't I can't remember his name, the guy running out of the Capitol. Uh, oh, Holly. Josh yeah, Holly. Uh, Josh, Josh Holly. So what you see is, and what they made a big deal about this during the January 6th committee hearings, is that Josh Holly, they showed him just that clip of him running like he was a coward out of the building. Tucker Carlson right. showed the full clip, which was tons of people running out at the same clip before him. And then he was I kind know. of bringing out the back. So, I mean, stuff like that, I, I think is interesting. The rest of it to suggest somehow these were peaceful people and they were they had no ill intent. I, I think it's very disingenuous. I will say that the January 6th committee had only one thing on its mind, which was to destroy Donald Trump. And they try to connect Donald Trump's words to what was happening. And the media picks up on it because the media takes the notes from the Democratic Party and insurrectionists and the insurrection at the Capitol. And isn't it interesting of the 400 and some people that have been arrested and charged? Not one person was charged with insurrection. How can that be? If it was an insurrection, you would assume somebody would be charged with insurrection but no one was because that's not what happened there's this piece that um malcolm gladwell talks about when it comes to um the angry crowd and he said if you get a like a hundred people standing in line the first person that picks up and throws the rock through the window is angriest right mm-hmm. the next person so that's the first guy throws the rock through the window. second guy picks up a rock and throws it through the window he's not as angry as the first guy but he's sort of following by the 10th person, that person was not as angry as the first person, but it was following, sort of caught up in the fervor of the first, second, and third person. And by the time you get to the 100th person throwing a rock through the window or destroying something, they're the least angry of all of them so far in the line, just, you know, following this sort of example of throwing rocks. So somebody got, hey, we can get in, let's go in. And they're like, and hey, everybody else is going in, let's go in. You see them walking around, looking, taking pictures. You see the cops walking around as well. I think the most devastating part of this whole thing is Brian Sicknick. So Brian Sicknick was the police officer reported by the Washington Post and New York Times and all media as being killed, being bludgeoned to death with a fire extinguisher. And... He wasn't, but it didn't matter because the media ran with the story and then the Washington Post did a big story about all he wanted to do was be a police officer and then he was killed by Trump's mob. No, he died the next day of two strokes. Uh, he was then uh, cremated and then they took his body, the ashes, and they had it lying in state in the rotunda. The reason they did that is because they needed the victim. And they decided they're going to take this guy and say he was killed by the mob. 
Nope, didn't matter. They used him anyway, and they they used the whole thing. And they remember the president going up there, and then praying in front of, and then they had prayers, and there was the flag, and everybody was doing this big memorial. The guy died of a stroke. The doctor that performed the autism, uh, the uh, autopsy, said it wasn't the bear spray that caused the stroke. It was just some problem that the guy had. They couldn't connect the two, but it didn't matter. They had to keep lying about this guy. The Washington Post, the New York Times, CNN. MSNBC, NBC, ABC, CBS, all about this guy who was killed by the mob. He wasn't. He died of a stroke, but it didn't matter. They still had his body lying state. So Tucker Carlson shows you the video of Brian Sicknick after being sprayed, walking around the Capitol inside, moving here, moving there, you know, doing whatever cop thing he was doing. And they knew it. They knew that he hadn't been killed by a fire extinguisher because they had the video of him walking around. But it didn't matter. They didn't stop it. They put that story out there. Someone did anyway. And then that became the thing where everyone was mourning the loss of this guy. And even his parents were like, please. And his and his brother said, don't use my brother as a political pawn. And now, by the way, his parents are suing a civil suit, Trump, for the loss of their son, Brian Sicknick. But... I felt that was one of the worst parts of the whole thing, because then even during the January 6th hearing, they were trying to connect the quote unquote homicide of Brian Sicknick to Donald Trump when they knew full well that he did not get killed by somebody smashing a fire extinguisher over his head. But the media ran with it because it's this whole idea of how horrible these guys are. Because what you had was you had the Black Lives Matter crap going around where they were burning things down and killing uh, police officers, injuring police officers and destroying billions of dollars worth of property, which was apparently mostly peaceful in between the flames uh, and the gunshots. And then they wanted to compare what was happening at the Capitol compared to what was the entire summer of all of the burning and looting that was going on. And they needed to be able to show it was far worse when the quote-unquote white supremacists went into the Capitol to destroy democracy. That was the narrative from the Democrats, i.e. also the media. And that's what they gave you during the January 6th. Tucker Carlson is an opinion guy that has a news piece, and he's getting huge ratings out of this, and the media is really upset with him. Why is the media so upset? Because they're such truth seekers? No, the media is upset because, I mean, I I don't think they're I think it's feigned outrage. But I think the reason is, you know, this is a new angle to the story and they've uh, repeated the same story over and over again. By the way, uh, Sicknick's partner, Sandra Garza, said uh, to NBC News that she was appalled by Carlson's segment and his downplaying of the significance of his death. Carlson is not a doctor or a mental health professional and does not have the expertise to understand how one severe traumatic effect can so significantly impact the body and the brain. For him to act as an expert is laughable. The, the Chief medical examiner in D.C. Is she a doctor? Is she a doctor? Her partner? No. The chief medical examiner did not link the two things. The only thing they can really say about him is that he had uh, two strokes due to a blood clot in his brain stem. Now, that could have been going on and ready to – it was a ticking time bomb. No one knows. Right. But what they're trying to link it to is this bear spray that a couple of the people uh, sprayed at him. I think they've stopped using the fire extinguisher uh, reason, but that's what they think it is. Now, how bear spray could help, you know, could create a blood clot that quickly the very no. next day remains to be seen. But I mean, right. I do think it's disrespectful of, of Tucker Carlson to kind of 
downplay or or sort of in an accusatory manner uh, talk about this guy's death. I think that's in bad uh, form. I don't. I I've heard him talk about it, but I think I'm hoping what he was referring to was the way they lied about his death, and then they made his death. And they had him lying in state and Nancy Pelosi making speeches and Chuck Schumer making speeches and Joe Biden making speeches about this hero dying. Um, and, and in the line of duty, which, by the way, you can die in the line of duty doesn't mean you have to die right there. You, it's sort of a little vague, but technically he would die within the line of duty. But they they needed you to believe that the mob killed him. That's and that's the problem I have, and maybe Tucker Carlson has the same problem. The media is most upset. The Republicans don't want to talk about this because it just reminds people of a really ugly incident, and it reminds people of Donald Trump, and it reminds people of just the whole mess of January 6th. They would rather forget it and move on. They don't want to keep going back and talking about it. They want to just dismiss it, just keep going. But the American people have a right to know. It. Our ca- those are our cameras. Those are, that is our video. We have a right to see the whole story because if you just show one part of it, you only see one part of it and the media showed only one part for the longest time so he's getting a lot of blowback because he's at least going well how about this piece of video like you pointed out josh holly running by they made fun of him when they played it in the committee everybody they laughed. laughed yeah yeah they mocked him well because how they set it up you know they they knew what they wanted to do with that committee and they now tucker carlson showing some other stuff so they're both of them pox on both their houses both just unbelievably biased and you would just hope that the the that the media would be you know calling plays on both sides calling balls and strikes or both but it's not it's bias on the democrat side and you get tucker carlson on the other side so this is what you're getting so there you go his ratings well, are going to media- be huge by the way yeah, the the media was allowed to be biased. Uh, the other, you know, side was allowed to be biased, but they don't want Tucker Carlson to be biased. They don't want him to right. give his commentary because it doesn't agree with what they they saw, um, or what they reported on, not what they saw. Yeah. So you know, the last piece. This is a, this is your Senator Tom uh, Tillis from North Carolina. I, I was here. I was down there. And I saw maybe a few tourists, a few people who got caught up in things. But when you see police barricades breached, when you see police officers assaulted, all of that, or you had to be in close proximity to it. If you were just a tourist, you should have probably lined up at the visitor center and came in on an orderly basis. Yeah. Right. Is he referring to them as tourists? Is Carlson saying that? Yeah, he's saying, yeah. I mean, he, yeah, he's he's saying that, you know, these people, there was an orderly uh, way of the crowd and that uh, the guy wearing the, what they called him the QAnon, that yeah, weird yeah, guy. The yeah, horns, that guy. yeah. Yeah, um, that they saw him being sort of escorted around like he was being treated like a guest. Um, but, you know, everything that he says, there's another side to that. So I get it. Um, I, you know, it's, it's listen, it, they're all doing the same thing, whether it's Tucker Carlson or it's MSNBC. They're both doing the same thing. Right. Plus, also, you have to have Fox. What Fox is doing is trying to create enough diversion to this rather than following the story of Murdoch 
and the court case that's going out is all of the discovery regarding the text messages between Hannity and Tucker Carlson talking about Donald Trump and uh, Murdoch knowing that some of his reporters were reporting on the big lie and pushing the story that the election was stolen when they were being told not to. So that's sort of the other story that's going on. But in this case, Fox is dominating the news by having all of this video stuff come out and Tucker rolling this stuff out now, as opposed to talking about what was happening in the case regarding the lawsuit and the stolen election. Um, and yeah, well, that, that's, that's damaging Tucker, his credibility yeah. even more because people are seeing the fact that Tucker Carlson, while he was promoting Trump the whole time, was sending out text messages saying he can't he hates the guy and that he can't wait till he has till he gets to stop talking about him. So yeah. uh, I, I think that's going to do a, a more damage to Tucker Carlson than this. Hmm. Wow. Hot take from Sherry. Hold on. Where's my hot take button? I can't find it. You should see my setup here. I've got the camera on top of a box, on top of a stove. I'm, I'm underneath a light of, from the from the oven. You've got a fancy setup, Sherry. You're all fancy. A, fa- a fancy setup? No, I got my computer and my microphone. You know. Can you see behind me? You want a tour? Yeah, huh? sure. So there's the piano. See that? See well, that? a couple of text messages say they wondered if you were doing this from your garage because they see the car. <laughs> <laughs> so you may want to clear that Again. up. I, I, it's a long story. All right. That, speaking of cars. Hey, thanks, Sherry. Good segue. There's Nate over there at the Beacon Public Traffic Desk. Nathan. Sherry. Way to go, girl. Bucky's <laughs> Auto Service Centers, I'd do you one better. They, uh, they, yeah, they got 16 locations, been around for 52 years. That's the place to take that car of yours. Take it to Bucky's. Bucky's Auto Service Centers. Tragic story about the uh, four Americans that are traveling down to Mexico for uh, medical procedures. This is done often. People go down there for a whole bunch of different stuff because it's much cheaper down there. And they go down, and um, I think two two get killed. They get kidnapped. I think two get killed. Um, and, um, well, here's, I think, this is update from CNN on the tourists. Taken. They crossed the border from Brownsville, Texas into Matamoros, Mexico on Friday for McGee to obtain a medical procedure, according to a friend of McGee's. They drove a white minivan with North Carolina plates across the border and got lost while trying to locate the medical clinic where they were headed, the friend told Uh-oh. CNN. Before they were able to locate the clinic, disturbing video shows the aftermath of the kidnapping as heavily armed men loaded them into a white truck and transported them to various locations to evade capture, according to Mexican officials. The Mexican president saying today during a news conference that those responsible will be found and punished. A U.S. official familiar with the investigation told CNN they believe a Mexican cartel kidnapped the group after mistaking them for Haitian drug smugglers. Mexico's president saying the Americans were caught in a confrontation between two groups. The State Department has issued its highest level forewarning do not travel to Tamaulipas state where the group was abducted due to heavy crime and kidnapping in the region. Heesh, yes. Um, there are a certain number of places sort of a no-go. Mexico is such a strange um, country. It's controlled by two prom- primary, two uh, drug 
lords that run the whole place. They buy off the police, they buy off the judges, they buy off everybody. And then they have a whole series of extortion connections where you run a business. A friend of mine has a restaurant in Puerto Vallarta, and he tells me, you know, you pay about 10% insurance. Insurance is so the place doesn't burn down or you don't accidentally get stabbed in the neck. Um, he said, and they try to protect the tourists as much as possible because that's how the money comes into the country. So there are areas that are protected, but there are other areas where there are no rules. And did I ever tell you the time, my, my buddy of mine, I won't say his name on the air, he is a hostage negotiator for big tech companies in Mexico. Mm, that doesn't surprise me that that, that person, uh, they have a person for that. Yeah. So I'm talking to him when I said, what do you, I'll call him uh, Steve. I said, see, so like, but what do you do with the rest of your time? And he goes, well, I, uh, I do hostage negotiations. Like, wow. I'd like to get that job. Uh, and then he explained to me how it works. Big tech will send someone down to Mexico. They'll work down there. Steve goes down and says, okay, here's what you need to do. This is the most important. Just don't develop uh, habits. Just don't go to the same restaurant. Don't go to the same dry cleaner. Just don't go to the same place all the time because the guys that are down here will pick you off. They'll rough you up. They'll get 35000 bucks from Microsoft or whatever the tech company is, um, and they'll write the check. I'll deliver the money, and I'll get you out of here, and you probably will need to change your underwear because you didn't follow the rules, and the rules are just don't create a pattern in which these guys can pick you off. And he says it's common enough that he gets calls to go down there and save these people from, uh, from you know, these common kidnappers. Um, well, I I- this, yeah, and, and this group, they, they were not targeted as Americans. It was a case of mistaken identity. They thought yeah. they were part of another drug cartel. So uh. that's why they went after them. Uh, the one guy is re- recovering in the hospital right now. He was shot in the legs three times. And <laughs> the lady that had gone down to get the tummy tuck, she's okay. She's coming back either today or tomorrow. Um, yeah. they're both in Texas right now. But the other two were, were killed. And apparently, when they, when they found them at this like in this old shed and they had been moving them from place to place to try uh-huh. to uh, you know evade the the cops i just wonder how did they find them so quickly i mean that's pretty pretty good police work because these cartels know what they're doing usually i mean they're they got this down to a science um yeah. so i just wonder how they were they working, you know, in cahoots with them? And they figured we'll go. They did arrest the guy. He was a 24 year old guy guarding the shed. And uh-huh. um, he's now arrested. And they've offered a $50,000 reward for any more evidence leading to the arrest of the other people involved in the kidnapping. Yeah. Wasn't that that, that net show Ozarks or something like that involved that Mexican drug stuff? Wasn't that. Uh... So the net show. show, I think you mean Netflix. Whatever. <laughs> it's just, I don't it's just know. Ozark. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I don't know. I don't remember what it was. I didn't watch the show, but yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I, um, that net show on at Ozark. What point do I fish? What point do I officially get the certificate in the mail that I am? Um, I've turned into my father, right? Watching MTV, when MTV was out, my dad be sitting on the couch, what's this junk? My brother's like, it's MTV, Dad, we like it. So we watch MTV when they used to show videos. And every person would come, it was a black singer. Who's that? Is that Michael Jackson? I'm like, no, that's not Michael Jackson. That's Lionel Richie. Huh? 
and any woman. Who's that? Is that Madonna? Is that Madonna? I'm like, no, Dad. That's Tiffany. Huh? So I have officially. So I'm, I'm a, you know, the Nets, the Nets show with the, the Ozarks and the, the thing, huh? Uh, on Showtime. My... <laughs> Stop it! I have a chest cold, and your Where's funny your little jokey jokes. I couldn't bring it on the plane. Oh, you had to leave it. Uh oh. It might be all gone this... by the time you get back. Oh. I just have this glass thing I'm using instead. Okay. I'll give you a tour. You want to see a tour of the place? Uh huh. All right. Well, maybe uh, after this break, we'll check traffic and I'll, I'll, I'll walk you around with my uh, camera there. Oh, that's the thing I was throwing almonds at at, at Jacob yesterday, right? Yes, that's the thing. Okay. okay. All right. <laughs> that's, uh, the, that's the thing. That's the thing. Oh you mean the camera? <laughs> this is, this is so that's bad. the thing that, that takes a little pictures. That thing. I, I, so you can see me and hear me? Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Uh, I'm going to fax you something during the commercial break. Hang on. Uh, oh, by the way, Sherry, I know that you're not. A... You guys have had your differences in the past. The teeny tiny lady has another story. You know, she likes stories about potatoes. And she found this one. This is a little darker. That's right. Thank you, Teeny. Are you guys okay? Have you guys kind of buried the hatchet or come around to, especially on this International Women's Day? Uh, I don't, um, no, we ha- we really haven't discussed it, to be oh, honest really? with you. Yeah, really. When you didn't, you could have called me today. It is no big deal. It is okay, no big deal, sure. It is no big deal, right. We're not going to do this on the air. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> But but again, teeny teeny figure figure. I need to like them. Why'd you bring it up? Teeny saw the story about the DNA. It is amazing. I know you follow all these murder stories and stuff like that. The this guy. Um, I don't know. If there's a sound on this. Oh yeah, here it is right here. Teeny even found the sound. Look at that. Teeny found the sound. Thank you, Teeny. So here's a story about the um, the. No, she didn't find this. It's just a bunch of pictures of her holding a potato. That's not oh. the story. This guy t- took a potato. A, um, a sweet potato and stuck it, um, and the, um, on the, on the weapon, murder weapon, and he fired through the potato, uh, to muffle the sound of the gunfire and killed this person with this. That's right. His right. name and is Devarius Hampton. He was arrested yeah. for shooting this guy. That ha- it happened about twelve years ago. Uh, his name was t- uh, Todd Lampley, um, and is in Massachusetts. So, on the night of the death, they found this potato outside the window, mm-hmm. and they noticed that it had a hole through it that was sort of jagged and whatever. And they found that that this was probably used as a silencer. So, uh-huh. the potato had his DNA on it. And they were able to match it, but he stopped talking. He was in prison for something else. He, they uh-huh. wouldn't, they wouldn't. So for some reason, it took a long time for them to actually get a case against this guy. Um, yeah. but they ended up finding text messages between the shooter and another guy that was in the house that night. And they were able to connect the dots and say, you know, this is the guy that did it. So he's been arrested. 
There he is. So they get it for that one. I saw a story the other day, I think it was a couple of days ago, that more than 50-some percent of murders go unsolved. Uh, some of the reasons witnesses don't like to talk, uh, police are overworked, and they you just never find out who took um, that life. And these cases where the DNA is found either through 23andMe where you can connect somebody through a cousin or something, those are always remarkable. And they bring some comfort to, to the, uh, the relatives of the deceased. But more than 50% go unsolved. And that is, I think, in the United, St- United States comparing to other countries, we have one of the least effective when it comes to closing those cases. By the way, any final thoughts on the uh, murderer now convicted, uh, the South Carolina attorney, um, and that his son is sticking with him, and uh, off he goes. He shaved his head, and off he goes to spend the rest of his life in prison. Did you follow that? Did you follow him very, very closely? I didn't follow it very, very closely, um, but I, I did follow it, and I watched uh, sort of the 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 after party, if you will, on uh, on Dateline, where they went over the whole thing after he had been convicted. So I got more details about the story. Uh, this was a terrible guy. Okay, I mean, there are still a few questions about whether or not he did it. There were some things that didn't quite add up. That they think that he was he's a really tall guy, and they uh-huh. think the guy that shot his son was much shorter. But when you Look at it collectively. I mean, he put himself at the at the scene. He uh, lied about where he was. He didn't have to. If he had really just been at home all the time and found his his wife and his son dead, why didn't he just say that? So, and he was on a fifty thousand dollar a week a drug habit. Yeah. And so, I mean, he wasn't in his right mind. And he's a terrible person. He stole millions and millions of dollars from clients and from poor people. So. Doesn't break my heart that he's in prison. Um, a man that sort of put himself slightly into prison, which would be a dark room for quite some time. Aaron Rodgers has emerged from the darkness. It's four nights of uh, complete uh, darkness. And I locked in. No, you can you can leave if you if you you know you can't do it. You can just walk out the door. But it's uh, it's a darkness retreat. Wow. And I've had you know a number of friends who've done it and had some profound uh, experiences and. It's something that's been on my radar for a few years now, and I felt like it'd be awesome to do regardless of where I was leaning. In a, in the room, you begin to lose track of time. You can't tell if it's day or night. You become completely disoriented in that regard. And they said you go through a series of processes where then you kind of sort of move inward on yourself. Could you do four days in total darkness, Sherry? <laughs> no. No, I did a float tank once for 20 minutes, I think. And I, I was like banging on the door. Let me out! <laughs> it was really hard, and and you do after a while. You, it's, it's kind of this sensory deprivation thing where there's nothing to distract you from you, and it's yes, it's very weird. I, I I didn't like it. I didn't like me that much. I didn't like being that alone with me. I was going to see if you wanted to go with me to Costa Rica to do one of those uh, tea ceremonies. What's a tea ceremony? Uh, it's you know the hallucinogenic the the uh, oh what's, no yeah <laughs> no. no no I'm afraid to hallucinate I'm fascinated by it and I'm fascinated by people's experiences and I love to hear about them I just know that you know I'd be like Prince Harry who said that a trash can had a big mouth and he stepped on it and it was this weird I'd get some terrible thing you know I 
I wouldn't get like this great thing in the galaxy. I, I, I'd get, I'd be like a. It wouldn't snake. be life expanding for you, Teeny. Yeah. Teeny, you want to go? I have to go, please. All right, Teeny and I are going. Sherry, good luck. I have a wonderful time. I hope they sell okay. postcards so I get one. Oh boy, Susan. All right, well, Sherry, Teeny, she's not going. So sorry, just gonna be two of us. Me hallucinating with a woman in a peanut in a uh, pickle jar. All right, just a little bonding thing for the three of us. Get the you know, get the synergy going. You know, I I, I think you and I think you and Teeny need a little alone time, a little quality okay. time between the two of you. I think that All would right, do we'll you do well. That. 